0: Back to the Health Perspectives Podcast, our ongoing investigation via interviews that focuses on healthcare, innovation, and the ever evolving digital landscape. We're your hosts, Greg and Scott. Hey everyone, we're joined today by Joanne Saida, who is the CTO
1: of the Omicom Health Group. Joanne's actually packing her bags and flying to France to launch the MedTech Expo at CanLines Health. This is an international festival celebrating the best of creativity
0: in healthcare marketing and advertising. We chatted with her about the future of medicine and the consumerization of healthcare. This means that big changes are coming to make medicine and care available and on demand at the push of a button. So, here's our conversation. Enjoy. Thank you for, uh, thank you for joining
1: us today. We're really excited to just kind of have you here and talk about CAN. I know this is your first time
0: at CAN.
2: It is. So, and thank you for having me. Of I'm course. I'm glad to be part of the uh, CD My podcast.
0: Maybe you can tell us, maybe in, in big picture ways, how CAN, this event, is feels different than other industry shows like South by Southwest or, or Ad Week.
2: So I've, I've never been to CAN before, but from what I can assess, It's um, truly focused about creative. It's truly focused about design and truly focused about um, engagement of your customer. And um, so that's different than going to South by Southwest where I feel like those elements are present, but it's really about applying the technologies and, and how you then have better design or better creative. I feel that can is so much more artistic and creative than the other conferences that I've been to right. than like Ad Age and others, so, not what, Ad Age, Ad Tech. So, so what yeah. I would say
1: is one thing that you're really excited, as, your, as a first-timer, what are you really excited to see or do when you're there?
2: Besides the wine? Uh, right. Oh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it's implied. That's implied. <laughs> um, I'm, number one, I because I've never gone, I'm just super excited to just experience the whole event, but I'm really fortunate that I can be part of Lion's health. And I'm interested in seeing, you know, how is that portrayed in either the speaker sessions or how does that come out in some of the, the, um, the talks? Um, and, and we are super excited about the inaugural MedTech Expo. So that's, you know, Lions Health only started a few years ago. And now we're going to have a portion dedicated to some pretty significant technology partners that are doing amazing things in healthcare. So to watch those two worlds collide of creative design and artistry with high technology and high science is right. going to be pretty, I think, amazing.
1: Well, let's talk about that for a sec because that's why we brought you in today. To kind of, you're, we know you're going, uh, but kind of tell us what, what why are you going, and, and what you're going to do and, there.
0: You mentioned it's a inaugural type of gathering, never really seen before that we're aware of of gathering meeting of these innovative minds.
2: Exactly. So, no pressure on me <laughs> yeah. or the team. <laughs> but exactly. So, what we're doing is we're bringing um, leading technology companies as what we're calling exhibitors to be part of um, a conference inside the Rotunda that will convey the importance of technology in healthcare. And we've got IBM Watson coming. We've got Google coming, Twitter, which, you know, some folks are like, that's an unlikely healthcare technology company. But they've got a very substantial healthcare vertical. And Twitter is about also health and and bringing those messages through that medium to patients, uh, frankly, and also to doctors. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got um, one exhibitor who submitted um, to be presented, and they uh, produce... 3D, um, sorry, they use 3D printers to produce sutures for cardiac thoracic wow. surgery. I cannot wait to meet them. They're right. actually one of the key vendors that I am excited to meet. I'm not. I've really talked to them by phone. They're right. based in the UK, so I'll get a chance to meet them in person in a few weeks. Awesome. Yeah, very exciting. Well, so so uh, the whole goal is to right. bring these partners here and to have them show how their technologies are affecting healthcare outcomes and to inspire. Um, agencies that attend and inspire creatives um, that attend in thinking differently about how they communicate to, to healthcare stakeholders, patients, yes. doctors, payers, etc.
1: So, who usually goes to? Who's usually in attendance these and who's kind of the audience members of these events?
2: A lot of the audience are advertising agencies. A
0: More lot. Cr- creatives, the heads of agencies and creatives,
2: and designers, head of innovation, digital strategists. Um, there's typically ten, um, marketing officers, typically ten, CEOs of these companies, are coming to see like what is the latest and greatest from a um, creative perspective. What's really through creative impacting healthcare. Right. And we have a few pharma companies going. So we have probably, I think, about a dozen pharma companies, um, a couple of different healthcare systems going as well, which is kind of neat. I didn't expect to see them there. Um, and a few other tech providers.
1: Right. Oh. So, how do you feel like, uh, I guess, how do you feel technology is changing medicine in your own kind of,
2: point uh, of view? I think we're at such an um, opportunistic time in that from mobile to digital to how social networks are being used, we're really seeing the way medicine is being delivered to people. And as consumers, we even know that. Right. So it's telemedicine, it's, bio, it's it's wearables and how I can track different parts of my body. And it's just amazing to see how some people or companies are doing that really well and they're impacting outcomes. And that's, at the end of the day, is what we want. It's, you know, technology is cool and glitzy and all, but if it's not really impacting someone's life, um, then healthcare kind of doesn't really want much to do with it.
0: Right. Yeah, I, see, I think like technology is more than just, oh, our computers is becoming more ubiquitous it's in everything um it's getting invisible it is
2: so the statistic that i throw around is that according to cisco 500 billion devices will be connected to the internet by 2025 oh wow so it's an enormous and so you've got to imagine that Maybe in half that time, you know, 50 billion are going to be connected. So you're right. It's so ubiquitous that all these devices are making it really easy um, to uh, connect patients or to connect doctors to the Internet.
1: Right. So what do you hope... You know, after you go, how long are you going for?
2: I'm guess, going. It's questions. two days, so the MedTech Expo is the 18th and 19th of June. So I got to set up a little bit the day before right. and take it down the day after. But so I'll be there for, in essence, two full really days of that. Um, cool. People so walk after away, the, the delegates walk away and, and seeing that away. technology does change the way they design and create messages in healthcare, that they understand that this is um, a new medium, a new channel. And it's something that they can leverage to engage their audience. And I I hope they walk away with how they can apply it to what they do. When they get back to their office, they're like, oh, I can actually do this Mm -hmm. with what I learned versus this is just so far out there that, you know, I'll check back in in 2025 kind of thing.
0: Do you have any sense of how, I guess, the healthcare creative and advertising differs outside of the U.S.? Since I know there's an international gathering
2: yeah i think you know the first word that comes to mind is compliance and regulatory like it's different in every region but mm. i think in general um that tends to be the top um uh, i don't want to say concern but element mm. of creative and healthcare is right. about what can we do within regulation who can we talk to how can we talk to them so i kind of see that as number one um and then globally i'm you know anxious to see just is our creative and different you know designs different? Um, We'll yeah,
0: find out. I think that the U.S. might be one of the few countries we can do direct-to-patient care, If or I, I well, think we'll in we'll Europe. we check this. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll check. Yeah, we'll
2: check. I know yeah. there are. A, a, I, I don't know the true facts, but that it, it's it's definitely different and more restrictive in Europe than right. um, in the U.S. So um, I'd be interested to see feedback when we start talking about wearable data and biometric data, because I know that's a larger um, concern in Mm -hmm. in Europe as far as making sure that rights are protected, data is protected. We have same concerns in the U.S., but we've been able to move ahead with certain technologies, I think, a little quicker.
1: Yeah. Now, it's interesting how technology is shaping kind of our whole world, but we as the advertisers and creatives have to change communication and essentially technology is changing the way we communicate. So it's, I think it's great that we're kind of getting uh, in front of the, the wave before it kind of crashes and we'll be the influencers, if you will.
2: That would be the goal. That would right. be the goal, Exactly. Yeah. No, I think that's a great point is that I feel we're lucky as Omnicom Health Group to be there as a thought leader, right? right? That's what we're bringing. We're bringing our nearest and dearest partners Mm -hmm. to can to be thought leaders, to kind of stir the pot a bit with, um, with our creative, uh, fellows over in can.
1: Right. What kind of research did you do prior to putting this presentation together and everything?
2: Oh, a lot of research from different mobile health conferences, um, Uh, different interactive conferences like South by Southwest. There were summits in Washington, D.C. I had the good fortune to attend. And really try and get a perspective from different um, angles, from researchers and providers and patients to policymakers to really just look at communicating in healthcare more broadly. Mm -hmm. So, and also looking at not just pharma, but how would a healthcare system want to communicate or how do they integrate together? Or how do communications differ for payers? So yeah. I tried to do a lot of broad research. And then um, there were a few key themes that emerged. Right. And those are the ones that we went after for uh, for CAN. Like um, cognitive computing, yeah. which is being used to really um, enable precision medicine. Um, 3D and robotics, which is being used to enable things like 3D really printers producing sutures, right. for, yeah. you know, uh, for cardiac surgeries, um, and um, uh, wearables, and and right. how are they being advanced and used to monitor chronic illnesses. Right. So those um, conferences I attended kind of led to four or five key themes, and those mm-hmm. are the ones that we decided to bring to Can. Right.
0: I know virtuality is everywhere this year. I'm sure you'll come across that.
2: Yeah, exactly. And thanks to our partner Google, um, we're going to have several um, virtual reality experiences. We've got some nice treats planned for the delegates and Google Cardboard. And uh, yeah, it's it's actually a a big trend in healthcare, and it's a great way to really um, bring maybe like a patient experience to life through virtual reality. Um, uh, whether it's a caregiver to understand the patient condition better, or mm-hmm. even a physician. To understand the condition better, it's it's really being used a lot in uh, healthcare, and you wouldn't suspect that.
1: Yeah, you would think it'd be more like it starts in entertainment, and we're exactly. using it for video games, yeah. all that stuff, and then there's so many capabilities for the healthcare realm, right? Exactly. They're Understanding the yep. human body, and exactly. Yep, and there. research
2: too. Right. And it's being used a lot in um, in market research as well.
1: Well, how so?
2: Um, in uh, kind of getting, for example, getting doctors in focus groups right. and these virtual experiences really allow them to understand like what is the patient going through at that point in time oh, and wow. so you're getting a reaction from multiple doctors at one time right? Um, or perhaps the doctor's um, trying to treat a specific patient so you can throw right. different scenarios yeah. at the doctor.
1: What's well, interesting so, like, you know, healthcare is, is a very kind of regulated industry. How are doctors... Um, welcoming this kind of new technology? Are they excited about it? Are they scared? Are they nervous? What's your, based on your research? So
2: my opinion is it's always a mix. I think you have early adopters in in any new technology, and it's a matter of making it easy and understandable for Mm -hmm. a physician of any demographic to kind of use and make it useful in what they do as a doctor. And I think that's really key. If you can make it useful for a physician um, then I would say doctors want to learn and right. they want to leverage it to treat their patients. But if it's not and it's hard to use and doesn't really fit in their normal day, it's why do you blame them?
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not wanting to use it. it sounds like how everything is trending. We'll see even more robust experiences more than just like a dialogue of communication, but just really immersive things.
2: I think so, for sure. Um and speaking of immersives, there is a huge trend with um uh ingestibles actually. Ooh, so wow. I was like, what's that about? Yeah, talk to us. There about that. are companies that are leading in ingestible devices that right. can easily monitor or manage um different conditions. So there's a really cool company that actually implants a little chip on a pill, on your pill, and you wear a patch on your on your body and it connects with this chip that's flowing through as you take your medicine. So it's recording you know different uh, elements of your biometrics. So it's really amazing. Right. And I mean, this is FDA approved and it's in use right wow. now. So it's here. Like the yeah. future is here. Right. How does
1: that work though? I mean, it, you eat something, it passes through and then you have to take another one or it's just kind of like it, that one shot through. No,
2: it's kind of, it's designed to be a biodegradable chip that's on oh, every wow. pill, like Drug that you would prescribe now right. certainly it's um, designed for a specific right purpose, or right. Use, but that it would be on every chip that you got in your, right. you know. I keep
1: purpose. waiting for you see sci-fi movies where they just like inject a chip into your arm or something, and yeah. then they like track you.
2: I'll find keep out. If that's for
1: that. <laughs> yeah, I'll look are out you guys gonna be talking about that? At, I'll, look uh, that. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll look out
2: for that.
1: Yeah, So it seems like uh, I mean it's just to get back onto the uh, the your your invented can. Can you talk about how, because what we like to do is put our kind of like patient perspective on everything and how is anything we're doing, whether it be South by Southwest or social media or, you know, Lions Health, how is it going to help patients, right? How do you think, and we talked about new technology coming out and really talking to people who are communicating, but how do you think your event and you go on a can could help patients?
2: Um, I hope that it really helps raise awareness to the, again, the creatives and designers that are at the heart of healthcare communications um, around how to engage patients better through the technologies, how to enable um, precision care more quickly through the technologies and through data that's, that's, that's coming through uh, wearables and, bi- and biometrics. Um, I hope that we can raise awareness in um, physicians as well, that there's options for new devices or to explore ways in which patients can be monitored differently, um, and that it can be more empowering for patients. So if we can somehow communicate new options and new alternatives to patients, then I would hope that they can get care for themselves or treatment more, precise, more precisely or more or, or quickly right. and maybe help their outcome um, in a better way than, than previously. So that's what I'm hoping.
0: Right. Yeah, it seems like there are major booms ahead for just better treatment and precision. But I know that there's also, like could be a scary Fear of it all with privacy concerns, who gets the information? Do you see any kind of new developments in the dialogue or climate there?
2: Yeah, I think that, um, interestingly enough, um, I don't, I think patients, my observation, is they're not so much as concerned with sharing information if it's going to benefit their outcome, Mm -hmm. that they understand there's a risk in all elements of privacy And um, frankly, the the platforms and and, um, technologies that are getting approved for healthcare, um, as you could imagine, have to go through some fairly rigorous approvals. And (laughs) so, you know, nothing's ever totally secure. Um, There's always some way that it could be broken, if you will. But I think if we can demonstrate the value of a patient giving up some private information that's actually going to help them in their very specific, precise condition... Um, I'm seeing a lot more openness and then it's all about how do you engage the patient and keep and keep them. I'm, I'm hearing not that p- privacy isn't important. It is. And confidentiality is important. It is. But I'm also hearing um, equal, if not more, around how do you engage them? How do you make it easy for them to have access to tools that ultimately improve their health?
1: Yeah, I mean, we were talking last episode with Nora about how like social media is making it much easier for people to get things on time, real time, and do things without having to go through the hoops or whatever. And you can do that for food, liquor, activities, but like
0: that's what we want for our healthcare. Yeah, we want our still healthcare. Still lagging be- behind, but mm-hmm. we see the. The corner turning. Yeah, it's yeah. Turning. It's, it's
2: the consumerization of health, yeah. without a doubt. We're all consumers, and we don't have the time to go through the normal, you know, um, obstacles that yeah, exist yeah. in the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. I've heard a lot of jokes about how, you know, how do they call it the healthcare system when it's like so broken? Um, you know, it's the bad health. <laughs> Good. It's the best. But in any case, you're right. It's consumers are going to overturn and push that right. forward. It's like we want to communicate easily yeah. and we're going to like, we are going to make that happen.
1: Yeah. I can get a bottle of liquor delivered here in five minutes, but it takes me two months to get back to, to like doctor's appointment. Exactly. Like not, not that's happening. my yes. health should be the most important not, thing in my world. There's been yeah.
2: amazing strides in video medicine, telemedicine. Yeah. Um, amazing companies have really started to rise uh-huh. and it's really um, cut down on hospital visits, ER visits. Yeah. It's allowed for just, um, um, just, treatments to occur, I mean, everything, you know, depends on what, but it's allowed for more rapid treatment, um, of patients. So telemedicine and video medicine are, um, without a doubt on the rise.
1: Well, it's interesting. I mean, we all have wearables. We all have kind of like on our iPhones, on our phones, we have health devices that are tracking our health and we're empowered, empowering us to be in more control of our health. And we only want more of that. We want to be able to communicate when we want and all that stuff. I also think that because like, especially your privacy, uh, if, if we're put, like when we go on facebook when we go on all these you know digital medias we're putting so much information out there that we're giving the privacy away it's like the word privacy is like changing definition yeah. also no,
2: i would agree i think it's i my opinion is it's less concern about privacy people are more frustrated with the lack of connect yeah, connecting um, the connecting connecting the systems together. Yeah. Like I'm mm-hmm. tired of telling my primary care doctor one thing, and then I have to repeat it for my specialist, and then yeah. the second specialist, and the third specialist. Right. And my hospital doesn't have all the tests that all these doctors did. Mm-hmm. There's a real call for technologists to connect those systems and make them interoperable. That's the biggest pain point that I'm observing and hearing from from patients, yeah. for example. Versus your your point around, I'm not so concerned about the privacy of my data. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't want it necessarily in the wall street journal but right. they're more concerned about i'm tired of having to give this information 10 times over. yeah
0: yeah it's a great point i just changed doctors. has had to register yet again with a new profile yeah. and
2: and it's paper i yeah. mean really i mean some of it i've done at it doctors, and it's electronic oh, it's, it's such so a much barrier paper. Too. it's like yeah. Yeah. although yeah, i went really. to
0: nyu i filled it all out an ipad which is blew my yeah. mind and they yeah, scanned something.
2: my palm yes. oh really nice. yeah very nice yeah. look at that What are
1: you – we kind of ask all our guests this. What are you most excited for in terms of healthcare technology in the short term, right? Like there's a lot of really great things we talked about even on this conversation happening and some things are – very far down the road, but some things are happening kind of today and in the next three to five years. So I would say in the next three to five years, what are you most excited about in terms of health care technology?
2: I'm really most excited about um, precision medicine. Mm. I really feel that um, the ability for us to connect systems um, and take it a step further and connect, you know, biometric data, we really have the opportunity to be more precise about our care. And it, it certainly should be for things that are really serious and chronic, but it could be for more simple things as well. Mm. So I hope that we can really achieve precision medicine for really all of the population, both, you know, um, chronic as well as, um, I guess, incidental, if that's right. the right term yeah. for illness. That, that's, that's, that for me is like, I think a short term thing we can grasp.
0: Right, yeah. Sure. We like are when we're senior citizens, we will be better treated, hopefully, yeah, and want, can afford it. Yeah, yeah,
2: I want to be better treated now. Right. you know, like if I have a rash, it'd be nice to know what it's from. You know, in the next hour, then right. I got to wait five days to figure out. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just think that we're closer to precision medicine than yeah. um, all of us could imagine, and that to me would be an amazing benefit from all this technology and yeah. data right now.
1: You can feel the buzz, too. Like, even the people we talk to, whether it be on the podcast or uh, at the agency, like, you feel it. Like, you can tell that this this kind of new wave of healthcare technology. Yeah, it is way. like a huge new age of yeah. invention, it feels like. Yeah, I, right now it's ideas, but, like, action is, like, right there. Yeah,
2: I would say – I would add that, you know, to see um, the consumerization of healthcare – yeah. And the Uberization of healthcare,
0: yeah, oh yeah, right. <laughs> like
2: that's here, like that's feasible right now. That's yeah. in our grasp, mm-hmm. and to make it so much more convenient for all of us, people like you and I, right. um, uh, all different demographics, like that's at our fingertips. Right, and that um, that should have big impact for all of us. Yeah, for it's our, exciting our health outcomes. Yeah,
1: it's an exciting time. Uh, so I think we're just about out of time. Yep. But we want to uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, safe travels on uh, on your adventure. Yeah, we and look
0: forward to hearing out here stories, and I think we'll be hearing from other um, partners who will be going. Yeah, over we're gonna we're gonna talk to
1: people who are other people from our agency are going. So we're gonna talk to them next episode, and so hopefully they attend your event, and uh will give us kind of feedback and. Now we have Thanks. the first part and almost like part two of like Fantastic. how it's going to go.
2: They better come. Yeah, no, we'll get sure – oh, they'll be there. Okay. They'll be They'll be there. <laughs> they'll be there. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you and so much. I'll, uh, I'll make sure to report back when I when I come home from
1: Well, the you know what? We'll have you back on
0: again because that uh, was a great conversation about the uh, yeah. future of medicine. Yeah, we'll we'd probably love to dive deeper again. to some of the with, great inventions you were yeah. Yeah, yeah, highlighting we'd to. over there. Maybe
2: we'll bring one of the exhibitors with me for the next yeah. podcast.
0: We love, we love conversations. We love people. Yeah, let's
2: do it. Oh yeah. That'd be awesome. All right. You got a a deal. Thank you. Thank Thank you you so
1: much. All right. Well, that was our conversation with Joanne Saida. I had a blast. I hope you guys enjoyed that as well.
0: Uh, Thank you for uh, tuning in today and listening to our podcast and joining us. We'd love to continue the conversation with you on our social channels. So please connect to us on Facebook and Twitter at CDMI Connect. We'll be sharing updates, um, quotes, and also real time Periscope links so you can tune in to the conference in real time. Awesome. And with that, we'll see you guys next time.